Hey, this is Devin Allman. You are listening to Rock at Night. This is Anita okay. Stewart with Rocket Night, and today we're chatting with Devin Allman, Greg Allman's son. He's heading up the Allman Betts Band with Dwayne Betts, Dickie's son, and Barry Oakley Jr., Barry Oakley's son. So this band is really forging their own path and creating a musical legacy all their own. Um, with two albums already, um, Bless Your Heart was the latest one, and uh, the one before that from 2019 was Down to the River. Um, fans are anxious to hear even more from this band. This week, uh, the band is embarking on a huge tour with the first leg happening here in Florida this week. And tonight is the first show out of two in Key West. And um, we'll be actually covering your show at Ruth Eckerd Hall in Clearwater, awesome. Florida on Friday. Um, and if you guys remember, I covered your show in Pittsburgh at Jurgles back in April of 2019. That was a great show. Um, so yeah, we like Jurgles. Oh, Jurgles is an, an amazing venue. It's like a rocker's supper club. It's really cool. Um, and I'm glad they were good to you guys there. So um, I don't know. I walked through the parking lot and people were people had come in from everywhere for that show from Kentucky, Ohio, Michigan. I saw all kinds of tags. So, um, yeah, it was it was sold out. So let me talk a little bit about the band. So you guys got together in 2018, but how did you all connect with all the rest of these stellar musicians? And we're talking about Johnny Stashella, R. Scott Bryan, John Lum, and John Ginty. How did that all get put together? Um, well, you know, I mean, it's just like when you do this for a living, man, you, you run in the same circles as a lot of the same cats. Like, you know who can get the job done. You know who's ready to kind of come up from the minor leagues, so to speak, you know, like on a baseball team, like, oh, that guy would kill it. You know, even though maybe he's not touring right now, that guy could come in here and just murder it. That was the case with Johnny Statula, and it's, it is pronounced Statula. And don't worry, everyone messes that name up. Uh, Johnny was a, a fixture on the Los Angeles music scene, the really cool underbelly of the hip, real players music scene not the cats just trying to get famous but the cats right. really went out there and jammed at the baked potato and jam you know did the real shit and he uh and he's been a friend of mine for uh over a decade and Dwayne's as well and when Dwayne wanted to bring him into the fold it was like duh like he's he's a slide maestro uh, our music can use that so it was it was a definitive thing the two drummers played in my my solo project and they just had really locked in with everybody over the course of a 2018 tour. And, and we could have gone, you know, and just kind of switched that up. But they were really on a roll. So they, you know, they're they're great 
drummers. They're great guys. Uh, R. Scott Bryan was in Cheryl Crow's band for years and years. John wow. Lum. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, John Lum is, is one of the more coveted drummers, was on the St. Louis scene until we poached him and, and made him an international drummer. You know, those cats were in the right place at the right time in a good way. Um, and, and they, and they got the chance to go on the, on my solo tour in 2018 and they just killed it. And it made sense to have them just keep on going, you know? And then John Ginty, um, I acted in an indie TV show with him in 2010. We hit it off. We're brothers. He's played with Robert Randolph and Dixie Chicks and, you know, wow. Wu-Tang Clan. I mean, his resume is, you know, it, if you could unroll it, you know, it would be, it would go out the door. Right. So uh, great cat, great player. He's kind of our, our, our kind of our unofficial musical director. You know, he doesn't really like, you know, you know, bark at people what to do. But if you're ever lost, you just look over at John Ginty and he's like, he knows right where you are. So he, uh, He's our musical compass, our musical GPS. Yeah. Wow, that's that's incredible. Yeah, I've, I when I saw him on um, on stage back at Jurgles uh, in 2019, I, I was amazed. He was he was really doing some incredible solos, um, and I was just wow. Not solos, but you know, features. So you're not the only one, baby. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, what makes this band important for your legacy as a musician? Because uh, for people that don't know, you were with Honey Tribe, Royal Southern Brotherhood. You had your own um, band called the Devin Allman Project. So what takes this a step further for you? Well, this just combines everybody. Uh, this is Barry, by the way. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, all of us individually have had uh, really long careers and in a lot of way that helped us get to this point. So, you know, we all went out and did our own projects and different studio work and whatnot. And uh, it, it really just helped pave the way to this project. So when we all came together here, you know, we weren't wet under the ears, so to speak, and, you know, knew how to approach this kind of touring and music and uh, big band and so forth. So, uh it's really just about growing and, you know, for us now getting in our middle, being middle-aged men ourselves now, it's, you know, it's about passing it on, you know, kind of like what our fathers did, uh, you know, we have our music obviously with two records and then another to come. And then of course, you know, we do a little bit of our father's music when we're feeling it. So I know for me, a lot of it's just about passing on what, you know, we learned and our fathers learned. And, you know, that's kind of what we're here to do is pass that same feeling on and, whether it be for the fans or the future musicians. Both. Yeah. Yeah, both. That counts. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, Barry's saying, like, before this, you know, between, between, well, really, every musician in the band, we just said R. Scott played with Cheryl Crow, John Ginty played with Dixie Chicks, you know, Barry played with Chuck Negron, Three Dog Night, um, you know, he played with Robbie Krieger from The Doors, you know, he was singing Morrison's vocals, you know? Right. Um, and, and Dwayne Betts was in a band called Dawes, which are, are you know, have a Huge. name on their own. Right. And, uh, and and Dwayne Betts was in Dickie Betts band, you know, and I jammed a ton with the Greg Allman band and, and I played with Cyril Neville from the Neville Brothers. So, like, I think what Barry's getting at is like we all kind of did a lot of higher profile things that really helped our names individually coming together. So coming together, it's not just an Oakley, a Betts and an Allman. It's the three of us having done 20 years of work. Right. Right. 
Yeah. So it's all, it's all with the timing. It's just but like, you asked me like, you asked me how it was different from, from my other bands that I've had. And, and I think I always kind of go back to this. I feel like I was couch surfing on friends couches for 20 years. And I finally, you know, I finally kind of bought a house, you know, and, and, and this house is, <laughs> This house is everybody's house and this band, you know, and what is a house? It's a place you can come back to when you're done foraging and going outside of the house, you come back. So, you know, if a guy makes a record or if a you know, guy, I don't know, you know, it, it, we can always come back here. Right, right. It's a safe place. I don't know so. about that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell, tell um, our listeners a little bit about the tour. It looks like you're going just about everywhere. This week, Florida, um, you're going to do Key West tonight and tomorrow night, and then Delray Beach, and then Clearwater, and then up in North Florida and, and beyond. Um, are there a few places that are on this tour list that you haven't been to that nope. you're anxious to check out? Nope. Yeah, I can't say that Yeah. <laughs> We've been pretty fortunate to hit a lot of these. Yeah. It's nice to come back. In the next 12 months, we have um, we have some pretty sexy things like Japan, uh, Finland, things like that. But as far as like the leg, the leg of the tour that we're on now is there's a lot of Florida, man. There's like a week and a half or something like that. And then we head up the East Coast and we do some like Virginia and we end up doing Jersey, New Hampshire, Vermont. Uh, these are places you know, that we've been doing for 30 years, you know, whether it's this band or another band. So always a pleasure. East Coast is always, uh, you know, the Beast Coast, as we call it. It really um, always really uh, uh, embraces this style of music, especially the Northeast, oddly mm -hmm. enough. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to New England and, you know, a little cooler temperatures up there, a little ocean breeze. Uh, looking forward to the stuff out of the country. We're just lucky to do this. I mean, we we used to tag along with the Allman Brothers as kids, you know, and felt really lucky to be able to do that. But now it's like, now we're the grownups. Now it's our bus. Now our kids are coming out on the tour with us. That's Full wild. <laughs> wild shit. You know, my, my son comes out in a few days and I'm like, wow, that was me like not long ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to talk a little bit about the music on Bless Your Heart and actually the title, because I don't think people realize that this is kind of a colloquial expression, like bless your little heart, you know, when you're dealing with someone that's a difficult person or I think people realize it. <laughs> well, I, I just it. thought it was a Southern thing. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, it is, but I think words gotten around by now. <laughs> But so why did you use that as the title? A lot of the imagery and the lyrics, a lot of the song titles were very Southern. A lot of the, the, the aesthetic of the music was very Southern. Mm -hmm. You know, most of us are from the South, grew up in the South. Um, I thought it'd be funny. Like, why don't we use a Southern term? And that came up. And then it was like, oh, well, that's kind of double meaning. Like, you can really be sincere. Like, hey, bless your heart. You know, bless your heart for continuing to right. support music uh, of this kind. And the other half is kind of like, oh, bless your heart. You thought this kind of music was dead. Bless <laughs> your heart. Which is kind of, oh. you know, just a fun little burn for us. We thought it was like maybe something the Stones might have used as an album title. And it just stuck, you know? Right. It was supposed to be, supposed to be fun. 
Now, um, Savannah's Dream was a song that really got to me as I was going through all the songs. I mean, uh, Pale Horse Rider, even before I saw the video, I thought right away, Cowboys. And then air, Airboats and Cocaine just reminded me of Florida so much. But um, Savannah's Dream just seemed like it had almost every genre in there. Jazz, uh, fusion, uh, rock, Southern rock. And, and Barry went off on the bass at some point, I think after the nine minute mark and he was doing some Jocko Pastoria stuff there. Um, but tell, tell the listeners where that song came from. Uh, well, that was uh, Dwayne Betts. He'd uh, kind of been uh, noodling with that for about a year or so now, you know, he put a few of the parts and, you know, he'd noodle it at sound checks and backstage and, you know, we just kind of, everybody knew that he was up to something, you know, and uh, knowing that Bet's legacy, we kind of just let him do his thing, which, you know, very much like his father, he learned how to glue all these pieces together. And then when he brought it to the band, you know, he let everyone, you know, kind of be themselves. Like, even though he had the song and the idea, and then he presented it to all of us and we sat down and, oh yeah, you know, Dwayne was really great at, you know, making it a band song, you know. He didn't come in and like tell everybody, okay, you have to play this. You have to play that. Everyone, you know, down to the three guitars, just nail it. You know, they just interflow so perfectly and the, the groove and the keyboards. I mean, it is a really great representation of that, uh, that Betts instrumental, you know, writing style, you know, much like his father did with Jessica or Elizabeth Reed. But the beauty is with this band too, again, I mean, Dwayne really just let everybody shine. You know, and like just told us all, do your thing. You know, here's the parts. And I know for me on the bass thing, that was it was awesome for me because he just let me go. He's like, just do whatever, and I'll I'll tell you if I don't like it. And he hasn't said anything yet, so I think he liked what I did. <laughs> yeah, I loved the way um, the bass line kind of went higher than the melody at a, in a few points, and I thought that really reminded me of Jaco Pastorius and the stuff that he used to do with Pat Matheny and Joni Mitchell. I was going, wow, that's really incredible. And I had never heard anything like that in, uh, in the, in the other songs you guys had done. So right. um, yeah, it was really cool. Um, yeah, no, it's fun. I mean, we do a lot of that kind of stuff in our live show. I mean, you'll see the songs that we do on our records and we have little sections in between where, you know, if you come to the live show, it's, it's a little bit different than the, the record, but it's fun because we have some of those sections where we kind of interplay like that and, you know, kind of play off each other and, you know, make it more unique rather than just hearing us play the live song. So it's nice. We definitely have that feel that our, I guess our fathers kind of passed on to us. of you know, we're still true to the song, but we love to improv as well. Right. Now, the opening band um, on this leg of the tour is uh, River Kittens. Oh, they're and awesome. I had never heard of them before. I looked them up so I could do my research, my due diligence, and I fell in love with them, and they are just amazing. And, of course, they have a new video, the animated video Trouble, and the new EP. Um, but what can, you tell the, uh, what can you tell us about them that probably people don't know? Um, well, I, you know, I signed, this is Devin. I signed them to my label. Um, about six months ago, uh, they, they were a, a real, um, like, just scene, they're scenesters from St. Louis. They've been out for seven years. They've been honing their craft in front of shit 
you know, like at shit bars with, you know, eight people in it that are giving them little golf claps. Like they paid their dues. They, 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 they worked on their craft, their, their voices harmonized flawlessly. They're captivating. They're funny. They're, they're, they're naughty. They're ironic. Uh, there's, there's a, a good percentage of comedy in their set. Um, really great songwriters too. Like I'm just floored working with them was a dream. Um, we did six songs. We went to sun studios, which is the first place Johnny cash and Elvis ever recorded. And we got to actually, you know, go in there after hours of the museum, you know, uh, tour of the studio and actually record them there in a historic wow. place was, was unbelievable. Um, I think they have just the potential to really kick ass in this industry. I love them personally. If you're, if you're coming out to, you know, any of the shows here in Florida while we're on our tour, get there early. Don't miss the river kittens. They're the real deal. You'll, you'll walk away blown away. They're, they're really great. And I'm not just saying that because I own the label that they're signed to. I, I really do love them. Like they're, there's, there's something special about them. Yeah, they're right. great. The music's great. They make you feel good. And, you know, like Devin said, they're just genuine. Yeah. When I looked them up, um, I saw, I knew they had been around a while because I had seen that they had done a So Far show. And I was pretty active for a time with So Far here in Tampa. So, uh, and of course, that's a platform to, um, to, to give some exposure to these independent artists. And I thought that cool. was really cool that they had done that. Um, tell, tell us a little bit about the record label that you're, and, and I think that says a lot about you, Devin, um, in regards to signing a female act, because I think women in the music business have a real, um, tough road because they don't get a lot of street creds. They don't get a lot of attention. Most of the time they have to work harder to get exposure. So I think that's amazing that you sign them, but tell us a little bit about the label. The label is is an act of philanthropy. It's about launching some careers. You know what I mean? Like I, I really, by construct, I sign the band or artist, I produce their record, and then they come open for the Allman Betts band. That's the right. construct. So they instantly have a crowd, and I want to do one a year and launch a career a year. If they put me in a box at age 86 and I've launched 25 careers, boom that's great. Like, that's what I want. You know, there's not any labels nurturing artists and it's uh, it's tough to start a label quite frankly, during a time when albums don't sell. I mean, I'm, I'm six figures into this label. Haven't made, haven't made much of it back at all. So it's not, it's not about a money thing. It's about getting these, these folks signed, you know, getting them signed, getting them a career, getting them in front of people. <clears throat> I think when we check in with river kittens in two years, um, I think that, you know, instead of 2000 Instagram followers and 10,000 Facebook and all that, I think that they'll have three records out. I think that they'll be, you know, at 100,000 fans. I think they'll be out there on their own tours playing to six, 700 people a night. And that's the goal. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's about right. it's about giving people a shot. Yeah. And, and I I'm sure you'll be um, helping some other female artists along the way. I think. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I think that's, you know, that's super important. I want, you know, younger, older, black, white, you know, Latina, Asian, you know, right. uh, like 
gay, lesbian, male, female, it doesn't matter. It's, I want diversity on the label. Like music is so diverse and so rich. I mean, I would never want to just be like, I'm just going to sign white blues rock dudes. Like how <laughs> boring is that? You know exactly. what I mean? So I, I want to spread it around. The next group I'm looking at is actually, they're all under the age of 17. They live in Kenya and uh, they're called Lone Tree. And, uh, and they're, all, they're all under the age of like 17 and they're all expats. So they're all from like America. I know exactly. I know exactly who you're talking about. Actually, we covered them at Rocket Night. I did an, I believe I did an interview or a write up on them. Yeah, I'm poking around them. There's a, there's a couple brothers in Atlanta that have a really great uh, modern rock band. Um, You know, so I'm always keeping my eyes open. You're listening to Rock at Night. Now I'm going to ask you some questions about the merch. And I know this seems kind of shallow, but um, uh, you have the guitar strap, which is really cool. Where did that come from? Did that come from a, sa- uh, a saddle? Because it has that big piece of round um, brass. No, 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 no. Um, thank you. But no, it's that's that's the strap that 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 my uncle Dwayne Allman wore back in 69 and 70 and 71. Oh, and how amazing. Hand, and that was handmade um, by a guy named Zebo. And basically when I started touring, I called up Zebo and I said, hey man, make me one. I wanna, I wanna honor my uncle. And then I was like, well shit, let's, let's honor the fans and allow them to, to buy that. You know, we went into business together and you know, we sell some here and there. They're very expensive to make. Unfortunately, it's it's all handmade, the brass ring, the leather. Uh, but man, it's an heirloom quality. You know, you hand it down to your kids and um, it's 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 a nice little nod um, to to my uncle. That is so cool. And I really had no idea where it came from. Um, But but uh, now I will let people know and hopefully get you some more buyers for that. But, you know, you also as a Leo, uh, it's it's got to be about the heat because you're a fire sign and you've got the hot sauce for sale, too. (laughs) You're not going to give anybody your secret recipe, I'm sure. But uh, do you sell a lot of that? Yeah, I mean, you know. People can go on the website and see all the merch. You know, mm-hmm. it's all there. It's all sitting there. I mean, if I had a story for every piece of merch, we'd, we'd be here till tonight at nine o'clock, right? Mm-hmm. The hot sauce now. is good, man. Yeah, we, we try to have some different stuff besides t-shirts, you know? So that's exactly that's why you're seeing some unique items. But yeah, if you go to uh, almondbetsband.com and get out your credit card, we'll take your money. <laughs> okay, I will. Now, um, the next question I had was about your legacy. What's your what's next for the band? Oh man, just keep keep on moving. Yeah, right? I mean, you know, we do what we do, and uh, you know, again, the band's still growing in a lot of ways. You know, we're still a young band in a lot of ways, so it's you know, we're just enjoying kind of discovering each other. I mean, we're all good friends now, but you know, every day the music grows even further, as does our connection with each other, and. Uh, you know, that comes through in the music. I mean, we're just getting to that point where we really can, in a like Jedi way, just kind of feel each other and know what we're doing. Um, you know, the idea is definitely to make a third record, you know, if not sooner or later on, uh, you know, just keep, you know, having this last year down for everybody has been kind of tough. So we're excited to be out and playing again. And I think right now that's kind of the focus. You know, we want to get back to rocking and sharing the music with our fans. 
So right now that's kind of the priority. And, you know, again, we'll, we'll move on to record number three soon, but right now we just need to get, uh, get rocking and uh, enjoy each other and bring the music to the people. It's like, it's like, you know, in the movies, like when, when they come back to the summer house or the, or the house and there's like sheets all over the shit, all over the furniture and like the inch of dust. Yeah. Right. That's, that's us right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're peeling off the sheets and yeah. dusting off the house and getting it ready for people to come in. Exactly. Uh, what can you say to having um, so much downtime? Was it downtime for you or did it give you a chance to create more? It's a little bit different for everybody. I mean, we, you know, we all, you know, um, <laughs> we all have, uh, I mean, yeah, everybody did a little writing. And so I know me, this, um, this is Barry. Uh, personally, you know, I have a big family, four kids still in the house. So I just kind of enjoyed being a, you know, dad and doing my domestic fair. So but, you know, everybody kind of did the best they could with that time to, you know, just keep themselves sane and busy. So, you know, again, it's nice to be back in uh, rocking. I mean, and it was a, you know, it was a shitty time for a lot of people. I mean, everybody lost, you know, work and, you know, people lost family members and stuff like that, you know, but like. You, you know, we're the human race, right? We have to, we have to make the best of it. We have to forge ahead. There's no, there's no, okay, well, we're going to give up because of this. I mean, you know, so I think, I think that it was really important for the band to try and work in whatever capacity we could. We, we made a music video in everybody's backyard and put it all together. If you want to watch that, it's really cool. It's called Long Gone, Almond Betts Band, Long Gone, and it's on YouTube. Uh, we got together and filmed that video out in Joshua Tree for Pale Horse Rider when there was like nobody on airplanes. We were doing it. Um, did a little traveling, a lot of cooking, a lot of, you know, spinning of the vinyl and just trying to stay safe and, you know, try and ride it out like everybody else. Um, but I think we were, we were one of the first bands to kind of get out there and say, OK, well, what can we do? And we, and we did like pod shows. We did drive in movie theater shows. We did socially distanced shows and. I think we picked and, ch and chose kind of the right stuff. And now we're here and it feels, it feels almost normal. Um, did you coordinate a lot of music online? Uh, well, how do you mean? Like, you know, doing, doing music back and forth on Zoom or um, other platforms. No, no, no. Usually that, I mean, we'll talk about stuff like that. But, you know, yeah, when it comes down to writing or messing with each other on tunes, we kind of wait till we're in person with each other. And then That's we'll personal. Thing. Yeah. Then yeah. we'll, yeah, we'll sit down with the guitars or whatnot and just kind of throw those things back and forth with each other. But no, I, yeah, we didn't really do that on Zoom. It was more just like keeping in touch with each other. Yeah, we'd have like we'd have like every couple of weeks hangs like yeah. like like you know we we'd have a Zoom hangout and everybody talk about what they're up to and right. you know if we want to approve the next round of dates or whatever. But yeah. I read an article where James and Lars from Metallica tried doing some writing and the latency issues with like Zoom and stuff just frustrated them. And I'm like, you know, that's a that's an in person thing, you know. Yeah. Um, so what would you like your listeners on this tour to know about this tour and the band that we haven't discussed? Any that final I words? Hot sauce and a hot girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, ah, I'm just playing with you. Now we're just back. You know, we're ready to move forward and, you know, we're uh, glad you know, the fans are coming back out and, you know, people are, you know, it's, 
we're pretty much right there. We're an open book. I mean, you know, all the social medias and uh, our own website and whatnot, you know, we're just, we're just back. We just want to get back to living and, you know, we want our fans to do the same, like come out and celebrate with us. That's we are back. Yeah. Our, 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 uh, our tour laminates that, that are the backstage passes are a ripoff of Empire Strikes Back, the logo, the Star Wars logo. It says Almond Vets Fan Strikes Back. Yeah. And on the back, it has Yoda <laughs> and it says, it says on tour. Again. Back on tour we are. <laughs> That's great. Well, oh, we'll, no, we'll... we're just idiots, really. <laughs> Thanks for your time today. Thanks for we'll letting us see you Friday. Yeah. Thank you so much. Bye-bye now. Thank you. Hey, this is Barry Oakley of the Almond Betts Band, and you're listening to Rocket Night. The introductory song, Get On Down, is from blues artist Billy, Billy Bass Alford. Look for his music at ReverbNation.com.